Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. Well, the Apple Sox earned the series opening victory on Friday night and kind of just a clinical effort from the Apple Sox once again, doing everything they needed and improving to 29 and 11 overall. Let's break down this game for Wenatchee. Toby Har got the start, his final appearance of the summer on the mound in any capacity for Wenatchee, and he certainly delivered. Two strikeouts in the first inning, a 1-2-3 frame to get it started. And the 2-2, a breaking ball, swung on a miss, first strike three. One away here in the top of the first inning as Ickes is retired, and now Riley Paulino comes up to the plate. Here comes the 0-2 pitch from the Sox right-hander. Swing and a miss, first strike three. Back-to-back punch outs to open up this game. And two down here in the top of the first inning with Brandon Hoopay coming up to the plate. So Har was off and running, and as were the Apple Sox offensively. With one out in the bottom of the first inning, Carson Owen drew a walk, and then Josh Williams delivered a two-run homer to put Wenatchee up 2 to nothing early on. Homer three times against Nanaimo last week, and connects on this ball, hitting it out toward right field, heading on back. This one is caught. Josh Williams again, his fifth home run of the season. Four of them have come against Nanaimo, and he launches a 398-foot shot to open things up here in the bottom of the first inning. Josh Williams is loving playing the Nanaimo Night Owls this season. Two home runs in a game last week against them. A grand slam the next day, and now his fifth home run of the season here in the bottom of the first inning. It's a two-run shot and deja vu from Wednesday night. Second time that he has done that in as many games, a first-inning home run. In the third inning, Wadanshi would get another run as Sebastian David led off with a double. Two batters later, Carson Owen single, and then a sacrifice fly again from Williams added to the Wadanshi lead, making it 3 to nothing. The 1-0. Hits that ball hard towards shallow center. Coming in and making the grab will be Paulino. David tanks from third and scores easily to make this a 3-0 Apple Sox lead with a sacrifice fly from Josh Williams here in the third inning. During that stretch, Har continued to roll with strikeouts in the second and third innings. And through the three innings, a scoreless effort fired by him. He would allow one run in the fourth inning. Leadoff walk came back to hurt him when two batters later a sacrifice fly was hit to score a run. Admitted a 3-1 contest. He would strand another man, though, in scoring position. And the Apple Sox would get that run right back in the bottom of the fourth inning. Three batters in. Izzy Lopez delivered with a single after a leadoff walk and a steal by Cooper Witten. Here's Izzy Lopez digging in once again. And the 3-0 from Little Dyke is swung on and hit up the middle, charging the shortstop. Ickes doesn't get a glove on it. It rolls underneath his glove and into center field. Around a score from second is Witten, and it's now 4-1 Wenatchee. Ickes pulled up his glove a little bit early, and as a result, the Apple Sox are able to score and make a 4-1 ball game. Now on that ball, hit up the middle off the bat of Lopez, coming with one out here in the fourth inning. Lopez with a chopper up the middle that shortstop Elijah Ickes was right in position to make the play on, but just didn't. And went underneath his glove and into center field. And the Apple Sox took, at that time, a 4-1 to lead. They would add their final run later on, scoring in the seventh inning on an RBI single by Brandon Ponce. He was the third of three consecutive hitters to reach base with one out, and he would score Carson Owen with his RBI single. 
Uchida fires. That swung on hit up the middle. It's going to trickle into center field. Olin gets the wave around third. He will score, and it's 5-1 to one Wadachi here in the Here's bottom of the seventh Colorado. inning. So Brandon Ponce with an RBI single on a slow roller up the middle. Even the Apple Sox, their first run since back in the fourth inning, but adding to their lead here. Wadanshi makes this a 5-1 to one game on their eighth hit of the night. Before that, though, Wadanshi got some incredible work on the mound from Braden Boyd. A scoreless sixth in 1-2-3 fashion, followed by a scoreless seventh, and followed up with another scoreless inning in the eighth inning. And this pitch is on the outside edge for called strike three. Marsh thought it was a ball, but he's rung up. Two up, two down to open the sixth inning. Boyd ready, the 2-2 pitch. That's in there for called strike three. Second punch out of the ball game in two scoreless innings of relief for Braden Boyd as he wraps up the seventh, stranding a runner at first base. Boyd with a deep breath, looking for his third strikeout, delivers on the outside edge. He's got three, and all of them have been looking. Two down now here in the top of the eighth inning. Third time in this game, Paulino has struck out. Three strikeouts in total out of the bullpen in three scoreless innings for Braden Boyd. He only allowed one hit and walked one batter. He was phenomenal, and then he paved the way for Evan Canfield the ninth inning. Walked the first two hitters, but then recorded three consecutive flyouts to wrap it up and seal up the Apple Sox 29th victory of the 2023 season. Right-hander checks second, comes home. He deals, that swung on, and punched down the right field line. This is going back a little ways. Williams is in next to the line, and he makes the grab to secure the victory. Wenatchee earns a 5-1 victory in the series opener to win his fourth consecutive game. Evan Canfield ramps it up after Brandon Boyd went three scoreless innings. Toby Hoare only allowed one run in five innings, and Josh Williams drove in three of Wenatchee's five runs in this game. Game. So Wenatchee remains in first place both in the second half and overall in the North Division. Still a West Coast League best record of 29-11. and 11. In the second half, Wenatchee is now 10-3, a game ahead of the Victoria Harbor Cats who are in non-league action this weekend. So Wenatchee can continue to try and move up a little bit on the Harbor Cats over the course of the weekend as they try and pick up their 11th series victory of the season on Saturday at 6.35 p.m. against the Nanaimo Night Owls. Saturday night, July 29th, Hawaiian night is back at the Wenatchee Apple Sox at Paul Thomas Senior Field in Wenatchee. Win a five-night trip to Hawaii from Journey Travel and Tours. Come watch the Wenatchee Apple Sox take on the Edmonton Riverhawks on Saturday, July 29th. Each inning, a lucky ticket holder will be chosen to participate in our fun coconut bowling contest to be held at the end of the game. All contestants will roll their coconut from the pitcher's mound. Closest to home plate will win round trip airfare to Hawaii, including accommodations at the gorgeous Royal Kona Resort in Hawaii. See you Saturday evening, July 29th for Hawaiian Night. A presentation of Journey Travel and Tours, the Wenatchee Apple Sox, and Sunny FM, the greatest hits. Wenatchee combining three different pitchers to only allow one run in this game to earn the series opening victory. And joining us here now on the postgame show, in his final outing this summer, he delivered, and he earned his fourth consecutive win to close out the season. Toby Har with us, and Toby, this had to be a pretty nice way to wrap it up. Uh, this was one where I think there were some times you had to kind of battle through some of these at-bats, a couple extra balls in some of them, but you can look back at this and you can say, maybe it wasn't my A-plus stuff, but my compete level might have been a little bit higher in this one. Would you say that from tonight? Absolutely, and uh, 
pregame we kind of talked about what my mindset and kind of prep was before the game. Um, you obviously said I'm coming from a three-game win streak, and you asked me kind of what I was planning on going out and doing tonight, and I told you, I was like, I don't want to do too much. It's, it's easy to get ahead of myself and be like, hey, I'm going to try to do more and whatnot, but stick to the plan and do the process. Simplifying pretty much throughout it. You know, the only real jam of an inning you had was that fourth inning, uh, and kind of fluky the way it went. The leadoff walk, wild pitch, ran on contact toward third, sack fly, scores, and but then a double, but you got out of it. And that was the situation there where I think that could have been really frustrating, that two-out double. Talk me through what's going through your mind. You induced that fly out to center to wrap up that inning. Absolutely. And as any pitcher, obviously, it's it's extremely frustrating when you can't find the zone. And obviously today I didn't feel my best, but at the same time, like you said, like I went out there and gave it my all. I competed. I stuck to the plan. I kept on with the process, but stuff like that's going to happen. Fun to win the game in your final start of the summer. Fun to get the win. We talked about it. You always have, though. You always have the four straight wins to end this season. How do you feel like you improved as a starting pitcher this summer from the beginning of the season to the end of the season? Yeah, like I said, obviously my confidence got a lot better. Um, there's stuff I want to work on before I get to Central Arizona in the fall, but um, sliders getting there. Obviously, curveballs, I'm starting to actually throw it. Fastball's great and keep throwing that change up away, but. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick to the process and, you know, attack the hitters. Understandably, the way it worked here tonight, too. And, you know, this was a warm night, but you kind of seem to thrive with the heat. Tell me, uh, you, again, you're from Arizona. You pitch at Kansas. You've dealt with some warm weather in some different areas. What do you do to stay cool on a night like this when it's pretty warm out? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's weird because going to Kansas last year, like it's I've never thrown with sleeves on, so that was definitely a change for me. But, I mean, once I go home, it's going to be 120-something, so I'm, I'm kind of used to it. Obviously, I played a lot of summer ball in Arizona. I uh, traveled a little bit, but I mean, it's pretty easy when all the baseball is in Arizona, so I don't have to travel too much. So, honestly, I'm kind of used to it. I love it. It sure helps being warm blood at that point. Well, Toby, thank you for the time. A lot of fun watching you pitch this summer. Glad we got to end it with another win. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Joel. That's Toby Haar, his final start of the season with the Apple Sox. He delivered five strong innings, just the one run allowed to pick up Another victory. End of the season with four consecutive wins. Leads Apple Sox pitchers with five wins this season. And now who's a guy who's been a frequent guest, whether it's pregame, postgame, been chatting with him a lot with the way he's been swinging the bat, and why not? Josh Williams joining us now. A two-run homer in the bottom of the first inning. And, Josh, I was wondering if you had the same thought that I did. That was a two-pitch at bat. When that first pitch came in and you took it, were you thinking, okay, I might have missed the chance here to really club one on the first one, but obviously you didn't make a mistake on the second because that first pitch, I saw the location of it on track, man, I thought, boy, that is right in his wheelhouse. There's no way he'll throw that again, and he did. Take me through your mindset that whole at-bat. Um, yeah, I mean, I I thought the first one was in. I wasn't really expecting him to go first pitch heater there just because they know who I am with what I did to them the last time he played them, so I was kind of expecting something soft, so – uh, that first pitch caught me a little off guard, but once I saw he was going heater, I'm like, okay, he's going to probably challenge me again, so then just didn't miss the next one. There's deja vu. Second straight game, second inning, uh, two run, or first inning, two-run homer. You deliver again. Tell me about this little hot streak you're on right now with the play. It feels like you're making contact, really good contact, when you're able to get uh, one squared up. You also have the double later in the game. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just – Feeling a little more relaxed at the plate, just trying to let my body do what it can do. Um, try not to, just trying to keep it simple, uh, not really overthink anything at the dish, and just trying to hit line drives where the ball is thrown. 
That one you had on the double in the fifth inning, also the single in the seventh. That double felt like one you were really trying to hit the line drive. Mm. That you've had a couple of doubles like that. I think both of them have been against Nanaimo, where it feels like that is kind of your ideal swing. Take me through what what went right with that. What are you feeling as you're connecting on that? Because it sounded really good. Yeah, I mean, pit, pitch was a little elevated. Got my hands on top of it. Um, I think it was a three-one count that I hit it on, so I was kind of expecting a fastball there but um yeah i mean swing felt well just trying to like i said just trying to keep it simple sacrifice flying for you as well in the third inning getting that up to, to deep center field to score a run uh, felt like an inning where you guys kind of had their starter on the ropes and you were able to do some damage there tell me about that though you're in a stretch where you've been hitting the ball hard you've had a lot of extra base hits but one like that obviously you'd rather have to hit than be out but you had to feel pretty confident with how far you hit that ball to drive in the run oh with the sack fly yeah um i mean Especially with a runner on third there and one out, I mean, my job is just to make sure I, I get that ball in the air and so that that run can score. Um, I felt like I put a good swing on it, so nothing I can really complain about with that. Yeah, and it worked really well there. Well, Josh, it's been a lot of fun watching this little hot streak you've got going. Let's see if you can keep it going tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's Josh Williams, Apple Sox right fielder, who drove in three of their five runs here in tonight's game. That two-run homer in the first inning and a sacrifice fly in the third inning. Now we're joined by the Apple Sox pitching coach, Mike Gallia. And, you know, Mike, recently it feels like whenever you've come on, we've been talking after a slugfest of a night, and we're saying, okay, well, uh, usually this isn't the night you want to talk with the pitching coach. But this effort tonight on the mound from you guys, want to certainly talk with you about just the one run allowed across three different pitchers. And, you know, I kind of said it to Toby. I don't know if every guy – well, Braden Boyd was pretty lights out, and I think that's an underrated story from this game – I thought maybe Toby Haar and Evan Canfield didn't have their best stuff, but they really battled in this game. Talk to me about that. When you're seeing that as a pitching coach, you're seeing guys be able to fight through an outing where maybe it's not quite where they would like to be when it comes out of their hand. Yeah, you know, I think that we did a we did a really good job of uh, you know every time anytime you you give up just one run in a ball game and you know we the pitchers did a really good job there. So I think that's kind of been the you know the storyline of the season. Toby Har has been phenomenal for us. You know, um, I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it feels like every time he gets the ball, it's putting out a quality start. So uh, he's him setting the tone at the front of the ball game has been awesome. Obviously, Evan Canfield's been uh, lights out towards the back half as well. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Braden Boyd's been been nails for us too. You know, I know he was rocky a couple days ago but coming in today and I think that's Braden Boyd I think that's what we're going to see down the stretch too what was different today about when he pitched on Monday yeah I thought you know he he obviously didn't travel with us on the road trip had some personal things he had to take care of and I thought he you know he made adjustments from that Monday night and you know he was landing that breaking ball a lot more he, he got in a rhythm with that and uh, you know when you can trust that pitch and you can use that pitch and land it as a strike you know it lets the fastball play a little better for him it sure worked out really well. He was getting, I think, in the upper 60s on the breaking ball a lot, and you could just tell the hitters were not ready for that one. It seemed like a situation like that. Are you just you telling him, would you tell him in between innings, let's just keep rolling with that at all? Because, you know, they might hit the fastball if they see it too much now. Yeah, you know, it's not. there's not much talking. It's, it's hey, you feel good? Yep, I feel great. All right, you're going back out. So, um, Braden's a great kid. Obviously, young guy, hasn't even stepped on a college campus. So, yeah, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Any thoughts of sending him out for the ninth there with the way he was rolling? We definitely did. You know, we definitely thought about it. Uh, he was up to 50 pitches there, and we had our horse out of the bullpen, Evan Canfield. So um, you got to trust the gut a little bit. And, you know, he's been, Evan's been a guy for us all year long. So if you any time we can go out and get game one out of the way, that, that's the goal. What would you see from Evan? The two walks to the start, a lot of close pitches, especially in that first at-bat, but then he was able to buckle down. What did you see over those final three at-bats in the game? 
Yeah, I thought we were just nibbling a little bit too much early. I think Evan's got good enough stuff where we can go attack and challenge hitters, especially in the ninth inning with, with that four-run lead. So I thought we were just nibbling just a little bit too much, um, just getting really fine with things, and uh, th- that led to those two walks. Other than that, I thought he was attacking the zone you know, after those couple walks, and uh, you know, that's the canfield that we usually get. Game one of the series goes to you guys. It's just like you kind of drew it up. This was one where – you know, maybe you catch a team a little tired come again. What do you have to do tomorrow now to secure this? Now they get a full night of rest, you guys get a full night of rest, and we kind of even a bank up tomorrow. Yeah, we can't sleep. You know, we can't just uh, just sit back and, and roll the balls out tomorrow. You know, Nanaimo's a good team. they got a great offense, and uh, they have some good arms that can, you know, they can snag a game from us at any given time. I think they just went up to Victoria or took two from Victoria at their yard. So um, they've definitely got some talent on their side. we got to continue out and just play play the Apple Sox baseball we have, you know. Uh, we got game one out of the series. Let's go get let's go get the series, and then we'll worry about Sunday when we get there. Love to see that. Mike, thank you for the time. We will talk to you next time. Thanks. That's Mike Kelly of the Apple Sox pitching coach after Wadanchi's 5-1 victory. Time is winding down to catch an Apple Sox home game this summer. Wadanchi has home games nearly every day from now until July 30th but that Sunday 1.05 p.m. game is the final home regular season game of the 2023 season. Wenatchee has been at or near the top of the North Division all season long and is hoping to clinch a playoff spot for the third time in the last four seasons, but the Apple Sox are only guaranteed to have a maximum of four home games in the postseason. If you haven't made it out to an Apple Sox game yet, then don't miss the opportunity to celebrate summer at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Apple Sox tickets are available for as affordable as $7 and can be purchased at applesox.com. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time. Let's wrap things up here from Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. The Wenatchee Apple Sox are in a 5-1 victory against the Nanaimo Night Owls in the first game of a three-game set. Wenatchee has won all four games in the season series against the Night Owls and improves to 29-11 and 11 this season. If the Apple Sox can pick up their 30th win of the season on Saturday night, it will be the fifth time in franchise history that they have won at least 30 games in a season. How impressive would that be to be getting to that point still in the month of July? That's just how dominant this team has been this season and what a pleasure it has been to watch these guys all summer long. Running through the numbers, Nanaimo scores one run on three hits, does not commit any errors, and strands eight men on the base paths. Meanwhile, Wadanchi, five runs on eight hits, no errors, and eight men left on as well. The win goes to Toby Har. He went five innings, allowed one run on two hits, three walks, and five strikeouts. He improves to five and one this season. Cooper Littledyke suffers the loss as he went four innings, Allowed four runs all earned on four hits, three walks, and one strikeout. So a great finish to the summer for Har as he picks up victories in each of his final four starts. And he is off to Central Arizona College this fall. And, boy, he's going to be a great addition to the Vaqueros. Just reading the, the final line on him this summer for Toby Har is mentioning the numbers. Really, really impressive work this year. He finishes the season with a 190 ERA. In seven games, six starts, he tossed 33 innings with the Apple Sox, struck out 26, walked 17, allowed 22 hits, and was 5-1. and one. one of those wins coming in relief and his only outing in relief back on June 3rd at the Bend Elks. Phenomenal work from him. Phenomenal work from the Apple Sox as they play this game in two hours and 20 minutes in front of 597 fans at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Well, when Anchi goes for its 30th win of the season, an 11th series victory on Saturday night 
as they take on the Night Owls again at 6.35 p.m. Our pregame coverage will begin at 6.10 p.m. on the Apple Sox Radio Network, and it's being presented, as always, by Kennedy Real Estate Group, Wenatchee's premium real estate team. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox Podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.